Hello, good morning, and welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded with your host, Rick Sherwood. Today, Rick is going to share his insights that he's learned along the years of being a psychotherapist and his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on or get advice on or anything like that? You can email us at Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com or Rick at rstherapygroup.com or you can find us on Facebook for Black Sheep Rebranded. Any of those ways, folks, reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Like the shows. Any advice, good or bad. And now, passing the microphone over to Rick. Here you go, Rick. Hey, folks. Thanks, Rebecca. And welcome to uh, January 4th, 2024. And this is your Thursday. And uh, welcome to another whatever the, I think it's a gong show in here because when you watch Rebecca and I trying to get this stuff done and trying to, to do it and, and, um, and Linda, Linda, you know who you are when I'm saying the name Linda, Linda, I want you to stop and think about this because Linda has told me repeatedly that she just, she zooms over the, the intro because they're the same all the time. And she zooms over the exit because they're the same all the time. So we are going to try in 2024, and and so Rebecca's been trying for the last hour to do her intro, and 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 you know we're running out of time because it's early in the morning, and and so we need to get this podcast done. So she says she's going to record her intro, and then she'll put it on the front of this show. But the fact is that we are trying Linda to do it so that every intro is a little bit different and every ending is a little bit different. So we're trying to do it all as one big thing so that you might learn something new in the intros and you might learn something new in, in the endings. But then again, maybe you'll just keep on you know zooming past them. I don't know. We'll see. And, and again, uh, welcome. Welcome to 2024. We've all survived other than I can say with absolute sincerity that um, as I uh, did on Christmas Day, my podcast, uh, you know, uh, in tribute to my mom, uh, my mom has subsequently passed away, and uh, the the funeral will be uh, this coming Saturday, the sixth of January, and so um, it's it is a very much a bitter farewell um, because um, although I I never want her to be gone, uh, she was an, an, a very important person in my life, uh, regardless of of how much we may or may not have been at odds on that day. But the fact that this disease took her years ago um, is is the the real the real shame, and so for that reason, I am not sorry to see that my mom is is now free of the binds of this planet uh, as a mortal being and uh, can transition on into the ether and and take the magic that is her chemistry and do something cool with it. And so, um, a song that she very much and this just speaks to the humor that she had. And the twisted sense of humor that she uh, gave myself and my siblings. So let's just listen up here, folks. Save a horse, ride a cowboy by Big and Rich. This song, as I said, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy by Big and Rich, definitely one of her favorite songs. 
And those words by Big and Rich, I saddle up my horse and this town ain't never going to be the same. And anywhere my mother stepped on this planet was not the same after she left. She left a mark on every single thing that she did, no matter um, where it was, no matter when it was in her life, she left a mark. And, uh, and I am so grateful to have called her my mom. And I am so grateful to have have had that uh, that joy of watching her crazy little personality and, and and her sense of humor. Because if you actually watch the video by Big and Rich for this Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, and and you and you go and you look at it, it is just a a, a complete show. It, and it's neither a shit show nor is it a a, a circus nor is it, it is just simply a show of shows to be seen, recorded on a bridge. And that is my mom, spanning boundaries and creating nothing but but uh, but memories. And and again, you watch this video, and uh, you know, just think of my mom. My mom would be inside each and every one of those people on the bridge, playing musical instruments, which she could not do, flying the helicopter, which she could not do, riding the horses, which she did as a kid but didn't very much enjoy, you know, dancing playing, doing all of the things, having a good time. Uh, my mom was all about uh, about leaving a mark. And, and so, Mom, I will always miss you. And so with that said, let's uh, move on to our topic of this week. And the topic of this podcast is the surviving of family. Over the Christmas holidays, I am always um, uh, the recipient of uh, countless text messages from people who are uh, either wishing me Merry Christmas, but more likely to be not only just saying Merry Christmas, but Merry Christmas. And hey, we talked about so and so in in session, and yeah, they are driving me nuts. Or hey, this is that, and yeah, it's it's just a sh- crazy. Or hey, this, and yeah, it's exactly as we said it would be. The interesting thing about this is is there's some recent research I was reading specifically about families and about the ease that families are segregating and walking away from each other. And I see these things on, on, uh, on uh, you know, Facebook memes, things that, that people send me, where we are creating the, these, these little islands of isolation. And we do them and we say that we're doing them in the face of, of wanting to actually save ourselves from the burden of that narcissistic person who likely is truly not narcissistic, just has her own other issues. Or we're doing it because we don't want to you know, face whatever. Or because family is boring. Or, and, and so again, we, we create these isolations all the time. And I think it's, it's one of these sad things because uh, the research that I was reading, um, quite interesting, what their research showed, and, and again, it, this was over uh, uh, a fairly you know, substantial number of people that, that were studied. And it was actually more likely to be about avoidance. And so the, the people who are writing people off, it's because they are trying to avoid something. And usually it is something that um, is truly not all that nasty. It's just an unresolved emotion that they have. And this I found to be very, very interesting because People within families, you know, have these perceptions about 
if you are the oldest, that automatically means something, whether it be financial or whether it be uh, spiritual or whether it be you know business wise, whether it be whatever. But it automatically signifies something. And if you are the youngest, if you are the middle, if you are somewhere in between, there are automatic things that come with that. And so often people do not evolve as you have evolved through your life. And so they are still seeing you as the young brat that you were 30 years ago. They're not seeing you as who you are today. They're not seeing you as the evolution of a human being. They are seeing you. So they're trying to avoid. And what what are they trying to avoid? Often what they're trying to avoid are their own emotions and their own feelings of inadequacy. This is what this research actually came out and said, which, I, again, I, I found rather interesting because I... I as with lots of people, uh, you know, I get ostracized um, and I get ostracized often um, for reasons that I don't quite understand. And so realistically, why? And when I look around at, at my extended family and I, and I look at the family dynamics and I was you know, trying to, to sort of pull together within my mind, well, how does this reflect on, on this person or that person? And, and can we extrapolate something out of that? And the irony and the funny part is, is that, again, when, when I really looked at it, yeah, we, we take and we curtail our movement. We curtail what it is that we're doing because the person represents something that we don't like within ourselves, uh, something we didn't achieve, something we didn't do, or a debt that they perceive that is owed that isn't actually owed. And, you know, people are going to be sitting there and they're going to be going, oh my God, you know, Rick, no, this is about other things. And there are times, there are times that we want to, we want to not be around somebody because they really truly have a detrimental impact on us. But most often the people we don't want to be around, according to the research, is people who actually have done nothing wrong other than point something out that you don't like, that you're uncomfortable with. And because you're uncomfortable and you don't like it, then you ostracize yourself from from going to those things. And therefore, what you do is you create these, these barriers. And you create these barriers, again, it's to keep yourself safe. Interesting. Because again, you know, if I look at my mom, um, my mom had... You know, huge families. You know, she had lots of siblings of her own uh, through remarriage. She's had lots of kids of her own. And I watched her repeatedly turn the other cheek and and try very hard to pull people in. And it's so funny to watch people who didn't like the fact that, that, again, she simply succeeded at doing that. And again, it's just one of these odd things that, you know, I trying to pull together and and it's interesting because also when we move people will move huge geographical distances to recreate themselves and to recreate their own identity and you know at some time in 2024 i'm i'm going to be selling some property uh you know in the municipality where we live and when i sell that property i will be moving and i'm going to be moving out of this jurisdiction and when i do that Am I doing it to isolate myself, to protect myself, which is what the research says that we sometimes do when we do that, or are we doing it for another purpose? 
And so again, it's it's these interesting paradigms that we go back and forth with. Why do we do the things that we do? What is behind it? And because we, what we want to do is we want to understand ourselves a little bit better so that we can actually have a little bit better life. A guy that I'm not going to name him, he's, a, he's just a, a, a wonderful human being. He'll be listening to this podcast this afternoon. And um, when he does, he moved, again, geographically, a, a couple times across distances of a few hours drive within Ontario. And so is it a huge move? No. But each time he's moved, it's been it's been a move to make his world better, more effective. It's been for him to get a better bang for his buck when he's buying something. That's what all of his moves have been for. At times, the benefit to the move has been some of the negativity. But you know, a, a lady I was talking to earlier this week uh, has moved from Ontario out of province and is now looking in 2024 to moving again because what she wanted to do when she moved was to create a degree of isolation, but she wanted to create an isolation away from the negativity. So instead of actually just putting up a roadblock to the negativity and welcoming the positive influences in her life, what she did is she just moved and she moved a huge distance and then found isolation found people who claim to be friends or claim to be whatever that aren't. People who claim to care about her who don't. And so what she found was isolation. And so it's, again, it's a a really fascinating topic around what happens within families and why people move and why people, you know, fall out and this trend towards it being normalized. And it's really, really sad, I think, that what we've done is we've created this normalization that if you disagree with somebody, I'm never going to see you again. If you this, I'm never going to. And and these statements of I'm never going to do and I'm never going to be around are so harming and so damaging. Why do I say that? Why do I say this so harm? I've had clients sit in here who do not know the actual meaning of the word cousin or aunt or uncle. They they really, truly do not understand what that is. And so when they say to me, oh, well, that's, you know, my uncle so-and-so. I go, oh, is that your, your, your mom's brother or is that your dad's brother? Or is it like, you know, or brother and like, what, how is this? No, no, no. That's just a friend of my, my dad's from work, but we call him uncle. And I'm like, okay, um, so do you have, and, and these are people bringing this topic to me, not me searching for it. And yet they, they just don't understand. And, and it's because we've gotten so used to creating these barriers around us because we think we need to keep ourselves safe. Did a podcast a while ago on walls and putting up these walls to keep ourselves safe. And these are the things that, that we continue to struggle with. And so one of the one of the things that I again I, I think is so important here is for us to take a very, very deep look at ourselves and understand that when we move, when we create isolation, what are we creating it for? Most of the time we're creating it out of ignorance. As a therapist, that's what I, what I have seen over and over. 
the ignorance is I have to keep myself safe because, well, this person may say this, or this person may point this out, or this person may, and it's out of ignorance because there's no actual dialogue between people to go, is that topic actually even, does it? Does anybody actually even care about it today? There's some people who have wronged me, and they have they've wronged me, and there's, there's one who... Um, many, many times since becoming a therapist, I've been told they don't like this version, quote unquote, of me. And yet this version has done a lot of, of, of uh, good pro- progressive things for them that they've asked for. And yet, right, when, when they are hearing something that this version of me now knows to be law and now knows to be psychologically healthy or unhealthy, and I pointed out this version of me is now not liked. And it's not, again, anything other than their discomfort in the fact that what I'm doing is I'm pointing out something that functionally happens to either create or destroy healthy connections or that is or is not legal, you know, when it comes to powers of attorneys and and so on. And so, again, that isolation is not an isolation because anything I've actually done, it's an internal isolation that they need to protect their identity, to ensure that they feel safe. And this was one of the things that, again, I, I man, I love my mom for. My mom would stand toe-to-toe with anybody, and she would absolutely look somebody in the eye, and she'd go, what have I done? Oh, I spoke the truth. What, have, what, what did I do? So maybe it's about time we wrap this stuff up and, and, and put it away and move on. And... That is the thing that I think is missing so much today, is that ability to stand toe-to-toe with people and say, we can respectfully agree to disagree, number one. And number two, take the time to understand that the person who is speaking words to you may not be actually intending to do anything other than convey information, neither good nor bad neither positive nor negative, simply want to convey information. And so trying to take, and, 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 and again, we started off big and rich uh, and, you know, ride a horse, save a cowboy. And again, my mom just loved that song. See this 80-year-old lady sitting in a nursing home and uh, playing that song. And man, she just loved it. It was, it was funny as hell. Now, uh, another song that... Uh, my mom only, I only heard the song a couple times in her presence. And, uh, and again, she, she just loved the, the opening to it. it. It just wants you to, to dance, wants you to move, wants you to, to think of, of things that, that are, are soft and easy going. And so one of the things I want you all to do is, is again, don't go hard on yourself about whether you're creating isolation or not. There are times we need to isolate ourselves from people. We absolutely have to at times because the people are so destructive and we really do need to to isolate ourselves from them. But there's other times we're isolating ourselves for no good reason other than they are pointing something out in us that we need to learn and grow by. And man, if I need to learn to grow, if I need to do something, please point it out to me. I'll be more than happy to listen. Um, but when it becomes personal and it becomes an attack, that's when isolation kicks in that is healthy. So again, listen to, to what I just said, folks. If you are sitting there and somebody is saying something to you and they're going, I need to school you. 
No, right there. That's not a good healthy way. That is something you need to isolate yourself from. If somebody is actually having a conversation with you and they're saying, hey, this is what I observed. But when it comes from an authoritarian uh, stance, again, unfortunately, uh, the research supports there are negative people out there we do need to separate and segregate ourselves from. But again, take a hard lesson going into 2024 and go, man, can I learn? Can I grow? Nineteen eighty one, folks. Ottawa. Hands up. Just a silly, silly song about putting your hands up and saying, Give me all your love. So to all the family, friends, and all the people mourning the the loss of my mom, the people who like me, the people who don't like me, the people who understand me, the people who don't understand me, because, and quite frankly, if you think you understand me, let me reassure you, I don't even fully understand myself because I am constantly changing. But the fact is, hands up, folks. All I want is your love, and all I'm giving everybody is my love. And so, God rest your mom. We will chat again tomorrow for Good News Fridays, and then we will be back again on Monday. Have a good one, folks. Hey folks, Rick Sherwood here again. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for, uh, you know, continuing to add to our podcast with your input, your feedback, and simply by listening. The numbers are telling us that people are listening around the world. And so again, thank you for that. Uh, This is not a substitute for mental health. This is not a substitute for anything other than to open up your mind to conversation, potential for you to look around and have a better life and to look at things slightly differently. And um, you know what? Everyone have an absolutely wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of your day. And uh, from everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, Rebecca, Sherry, myself, we wish everyone a wonderful rest of your Thursday.